Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the More Money, Freedom, and Fun Show. This, my name's Kat Breed. I'm here every Tuesday and Thursday giving you the tips, the tricks, the courage, the inspiration, again, to go get more money and freedom and fun out of your career. However, I can teach you all the tips and tricks about negotiation and consulting and writing resumes and interviewing and all that stuff. It doesn't do any good if we don't first focus on helping you get that mindset in a really good place. And so I am so excited to have Dr. Kelly Lease Stecker on with us this morning to talk about something that we are all up against right now. Stress, check, anxiety, check, grief, check, check, check. You know, so often we're, we think of grief as strictly when we lose a loved one. And there is a lot, unfortunately, of that going on around the world right now. But there's been a lot of loss of other things as well. Loss of jobs, loss of income, loss of plans for the future, loss of freedom, um, on and on and on and on. So it's been just a tough year. And Dr. Stecker has come on to talk with us about number one, how to recognize it. Um, I'm particularly concerned about those of you that are high achievers and you've just been getting getting out there and just getting it done and just going, going, going. Um, it's it is dangerous for those of you that are just you're getting it all done and you may not even recognize that your body is saying, uncle, I've had enough. So anyway, without further ado, allow me to bring on Dr. Stecker. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. So kind of a fun backstory on how we met. Uh, I did a show on, it was either on bad bosses or burnout. I did both of those sort of back to back two months ago and you came in and commented and I said, oh my gosh, there's a doctor who liked my show. That's fantastic. Um, but, but you just basically said you've been seeing much higher levels, obviously in your practice and your medical practice. Um, so tell us a little bit about your practice. You are an OBGYN. And you've got two kids. Yeah. I mean, so seven, I, you're living it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I focus on women's health. I'm an OBGYN. I deliver babies. I do C-sections. Um, and we see a lot of people kind of struggling with their careers and things like that through my job. Everyone kind of talks to us about their concerns and what's going on in their lives, which is the fun part about being in women's health, right? Um, because you kind of be, you become a trusted advisor for a lot of these people um, because we all need that connection. We all need the sounding board, right? Um, and then I have a, I have a six and a seven year old. Um, my daughter just had a birthday, so I can't, I can't um, shortchange her on that or she'd yell at me later. But yes, yeah, so I have a six and a seven year old um, and they keep me pretty busy too. Well, shoot, I wish we had everybody on uh, camera we could, uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> um, so that's exciting. You know, when we do, we have to celebrate those, those little moments and just grab the joy wherever we can. Um, I'm jumping ahead to solutions for stress, but let's talk first of all about, um, you are an OBGYN. Let's just, let's just talk about this. How, um, do pregnant women need to be more worried about the levels of stress than the rest of us? Has this been tougher on them or is, is it okay? Yeah. So, you know, our pregnant patients are really resilient. I think that women really have a hard time um, because most of us are putting ourselves kind of last in line, right? So we're worried about our unborn baby. We're worried about our families. We're worried about everything else, right? And so I guess my message to you is it's okay 
It's going to be fine. Babies are very protected. Um, and a lot of my patients are worried, oh my gosh, if I'm anxious, if I'm stressed, if I, you know, have all this stuff going on, is it going to hurt my, my baby? Right. And so obviously we want you to kind of take a step back from that and we need to focus on you because you're the mom. Um, and from there we can kind of work on your stress and your relaxation and your management of those issues, because that's going to help us, um, to take care of the baby too. But we're not seeing significant impacts of COVID on the fetus, the unborn baby. So I think that should be really reassuring to people because that's the number one concern that people have right now. Um, and if you look at the data, what's wonderful about it is we're not seeing a lot of transmission from mom to baby in utero, um, which I really think is amazing and reassuring because a lot of my patients are worried it's like other viruses. And so um, the data we have doesn't support that, which is quite lovely. Fantastic news. I th I wanted to get that out because it is your area of expertise. And I just, I can only imagine, you know, what it's been like uh, for pregnant families right now. So, um, I, I'm particularly excited to have you on. I've talked about burnout and stress and things like that. And I've had psychologists, uh, neuroscientists on to talk about it, but I've never had a medical doctor on. Um, I'd love to hear from you, Dr. Stecker. What is the impact? We all know about mental health issues, stress, anxiety, grief, but what about medically? What happens in your body when you're living under prolonged levels of stress and worry? Yeah. I mean, some of the big things we see are headaches and migraine, um, you know, and I probably have two or three patients a day that complain to me about this new onset of migraine headaches since the pandemic started, right? Because they're worried about their job. They're worried about their kids. They're worried about the economy. They're, you know, all these things kind of pile up. And so some people don't actually perceive their stress as anxiety or depression or things like that. It manifests in physical signs. So headaches, migraines, um, as weird as it sounds, sometimes acid reflux, things like that can really be something that leads us into wondering what's going on with your anxiety. Um, some people can have chest pain associated with panic attacks, but not feel the panic. And so they're worried about actual like cardiac issues when it's really just the anxiety kind of manifesting. So it really can affect you in many different ways. And so it's our job to figure out okay, are these symptoms truly medical emergency symptoms or is this also related to how we're perceiving the world and how that's influencing our life and our physiology? Well, thank you for that. So um, let's talk a little bit about, so signs and symptoms. And by the way, good morning and welcome to everyone that's joining us live. I see a whole uh, crew here. Um, good morning, Michael, Bernd, Julie, Jordana, Andy. Hello, hello. And um, Grant says, choose this attitude. It is the best day of my life. He, what's worked for Grant, I think, is really just every morning waking up and choosing, this is going to be a good day. And um, maybe talk about a little bit about that. Thank you very much for that comment, Grant. And um, Dr. Stecker, I'd love your thoughts on that, the power of the mind to overcome incredible adversity. Um, what's your experience with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's amazing, actually. Um, so I've had various things in my life that have not been lovely, as all of us have, right? We all have ups and downs of life and relationships and jobs and everything else. And um, what got me personally out of my 
funk, we'll call it, right, is realizing I have power in myself to make these changes. Um, I am not just this one small, tiny person that can be sidelined. Um, and I have to, I mean, I have to be my own main character, right? So we have to show up in our lives ready to do the work. And so I think that attitude is really what's helped me. And I think it's amazing if you can kind of get yourself to do that. And the more you can try that, um, even if you don't believe it at first, fake it till you make it, right? I mean, I would have never believed that I'd be doing the things I'm doing and writing books and involved in policy and everything else. And um, it was really not until I believed I could do it that I did do it. And so I think if we can try to adopt some of that, I think that that's very healthy and super proactive and will serve us in the long run. Yeah, it really does work. And um, so you are incredibly busy right now. I mean, as though it's not enough to be a full-time working mom with with small kids, six and seven, um, you also are very involved in the community. You show up uh, on radio, television all the time. You're involved in policy around healthcare equity. Um, and you just started a ma just a magnificent new organization. Tell us about that. Yeah. So this is something I think I'm, um, one of the things I'm most proud of other than my beautiful children. Right. Um, and so we started an organization, patient care heroes. Um, I, had this idea just because I wanted to create an educational platform to correct misinformation. I wanted to create more visibility around this issue. And I really wanted to show the humanity around COVID and loss and grief and all these sorts of things. Um, and so when I really thought about it, I was thinking about grief and kind of what we're going through as a country and the collective trauma that I think that we're all kind of experiencing. And when we think about things that have happened in our country's past, like horrible tragedies, right? Like 9-11, which was horrific. We had a focal point somewhere where we could come and we could grieve and we could lay flowers and we could be a community, right? And so the goal behind this is to create a community, right? A warm, accepting, non-judgmental community where we can honor the people who have died, memorialize them, and also work to provide resources for our patient care heroes, right? So for our physicians that are struggling across the country, we're um, working with different organizations to set up uh, physician resiliency training. We've got a great advocacy group here in Minnesota. Miss um, McConnell uh, is just lovely, and she's already kind of started a nonprofit where we're getting people involved to help give mental health care to people. So the goal is to provide resources that will really help these individuals who are struggling. And then taking a step back from that, really working with those families. Um, because I know looking at my six and seven year old, if something happened to me or my husband, I, I know that they would need support, right? They would need a community to gather around them. And so D.D. Fritch out of Connected Hearts is really passionate about working with mental health and children. And so trying to set up cohorted therapy and communities for these kids so they have a group where that they can rely on. Um, and so we're basically trying to bundle everything up, make sure people know where the resources are, make sure people have this community where they can talk about the shared experiences, share stories, share videos. And so the goal is so we can learn from this and memorialize this and humanize this so that we can move on together. Because I think at this point, we've done a disservice 
to everyone by not fully being aware of the toll that it is taking on the people that are managing this problem. And eventually, you know, we're hoping to raise money for scholarships for these kids and things like that. And the reason we called it patient care heroes and not you know, COVID heroes or something like that is we realize that this is an ongoing issue. We realize that um, in 10 years, there might be a tragedy at a hospital. There might be the death of patient care heroes there. And we want to be there to support that group. You know, hopefully not in my lifetime, but there's going to be another pandemic at some point. We want to be there to support them. And so we want this to be a living, breathing reminder that we're here. We have a community. We can provide resources and we can take care of our people. It's, uh, I'm so excited about it. And I, uh, you know, when you told me about this last week, I just said, oh my gosh, how can I help? And so to everyone who's tuning in this morning, I'm sure there are a lot of people who uh, would love to help. So what do you need in terms of connections and support and those sorts of things? Who can we introduce you to? How can we help? Yeah. Um, so at this point, we're, you know, we're putting together our website. So we have a Facebook page, we have a LinkedIn page. Um, we've got some awesome people from around the country. My partner in crime, um, Dr. Goyle, uh, he uh, is part of Loud Capital, which is a company he's the CEO of. We've got James Fox, who's the CEO of Dawn Runner, and he's a movie maker, screenwriter, brilliant guy. We've got Eric Weber, who's an innovator at Yelp. We've got um, tons of people. Um, other physicians, um, Mitzi Crockover, who's amazing, powerful MD, who um, is also part of Golden Seeds. And so kind of reaching out to any of those people, if you know them, um, but also we're looking more for founding sponsors so we can get this up and running smoothly. Because as everyone knows, um, when the bustle and the fame and everything around this issue dies down, the problem will still exist. And so we need to be able to support each other kind of long term. Um, and so we're going to need to be able to provide mental health and resources for people. Um, and making sure that this is a sustainable venture is, is a real big priority for all of us. So founding sponsors, um, we're certainly um, in tune with that at this point. Um, and if if you have a passion for something, if you're a mental health care provider that would like to donate time or be involved in some way, you can certainly reach out to us that way as well. Um, and we can kind of play it by ear in terms of what you would like to be involved with. Like, uh, for instance, I've got a friend who does sound healing and it is an exquisite experience. Um, and so she's very interested in, in seeing what she can do to contribute to this. So, um, but again, uh, as Dr. Stecker said right there, ticking along the bottom of the screen, patient care heroes, you can, uh, join the Facebook group, follow the Facebook group, um, whether you are interested in sponsorship or you have something, a gift to share, or you're someone who really feels the need for that community and support, uh, and education. So what a beautiful, uh, initiative. So, um, you said something just a bit ago about grief. One of the things I tend to be one of those go-getters stand up when, when my parents were elderly, I cared for them. And I was just like taking care of business. And I was really kind of stunned um, at how hard it hit me. And um, I really just kind of got knocked sideways. It was also in the middle of the great recession where I had my income disappeared overnight. Sound familiar? Um, income disappeared overnight. So there's tremendous financial strain, career strain, grief, all of it. Um, and I 
I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I'll just tell you the truth. I was too proud to ask for help. I was too, I was too, I don't know, too focused on, I've got to be strong. I wouldn't even talk to my husband for a couple of months about how, how hard it was for me. And, and that was a mistake. And it, it put a lot of strain in our relationship. It just made it a lot harder. So um, I know I'm not alone in this. I know that a lot of people have a hard time asking for help and you you've mentioned this as well so what advice do you have for people who maybe a don't know if they really need the help and b where can they go for help if they feel they're struggling um with these issues yeah i mean this is it's really affected all of us in different ways um and my hope for this is that it destigmatizes mental health and on some level, right? Because I feel like there's so many people who are afraid to come forward with depression, anxiety, grief, whatever it may be, because they're worried they're going to be judged. And so I guess my biggest thing is I'm hoping that we can create some sort of sense of community that we can rally around and be empathetic to each other where this is concerned at the very least. Right. And so all the physicians that you see, like if you have a primary care physician, family medicine physician, internal medicine physician, OBGYN, whoever that may be, you can certainly reach out to them and they can help you move forward in a strong direction. Um, otherwise, you can call your insurance companies and see which therapists are covered. I would highly recommend touch, touching base with one of them. I know that um, my sister, for example, lost her amazing beloved pet. And that was very hard on her during this whole pandemic situation, hard on my daughter too. And so, um, you know, being able to talk to friends, family, loved ones, obviously is great, right? However, if you can't cope with things in that community, you certainly need to be able to reach out to a therapist or a counselor to kind of help you put things in perspective and learn what you can do to cope for you. Um, and, you know, I have taught health ed to, to high schoolers at different points and we had worked on this specific issue. And if you are in high school, I know that you are struggling a lot as well. Um, and there's amazing teachers in our local high schools. We've got just an amazing educational system here in Minnesota. And I think we're very lucky to have these advocates for our kids. And so if, you are comfortable reaching out to a teacher or a health ed instructor, anybody in that community, I'm sure that they would be more than willing to help you either talk through things or put you in touch with people that could talk through things. Yeah. So thank you for that. Let's please not forget uh, the young people in our lives. And even if you aren't a parent or if your kids are out of the house, if there's anybody to the left or the right, who's little, um, their parents may be so, overwhelmed themselves that they they don't have time for their kids. So just, you know, a little shout out, a little hello, a little touch base. Sometimes it's easier for young people to talk to somebody other than their parents. Um, you also said something when we connected first, uh, Dr. Stecker, about finding the right doctor. Mm. Um, you said, if you are not comfortable talking about your, your deepest, darkest fears and worries with your physician, it's time to go find a new one. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I think in the field that I work in especially. So OBGYN women's health, right? We take care of people when they're really the most vulnerable, right? We take care of domestic violence issues. We take care of mental health issues. We take care of you and your unborn child. You know, I mean, you have to have this um, crazy trust and relationship with your physician. Um, and, and I put us with mental health providers in that 
if you don't feel comfortable talking to us about what's going on in your life, at least on some level, right? Like if you're struggling with alcohol, if you're struggling, you know, we've heard it all and we're here to help you. But if you can't bridge that gap, if you feel like, oh man, maybe if I had a different physician or a different health, mental health provider or whoever it may be, maybe they could walk me through this, then it's time for you to change physicians to someone that you would feel like is your advocate and will listen to you and will be there, walk with you through this journey. I really appreciate you talking about that because this is something, um, you know, I said I was like a little girl when you reached out to me on LinkedIn. Oh, a doctor reached out to me. There is this, you know, all of us have this just tremendous admiration and respect for you. You went through how many years of school? You're wicked smart, you know. So there we do put physicians up on a pedestal and it can be, you know, I, I know I learned all of this caring for my my parents. I was their number one advocate. It was up to me to get them the care that they needed. And that's where I finally found the courage to sometimes challenge a doctor. If I, um, you know, I had a situation where a physician, um, it wasn't very nice to my dad and my poor dad couldn't defend himself. And I, for the first time in my life, I said, oh my gosh, this is a human being. I got to stand up. I got to help him understand my dad can't defend himself right now. So um, it, it, we're people. And this is true when you're when you're shopping for a physician, when you're shopping for jobs, all of us are humans and we don't we don't always hit it off. And you might have the most spectacular physician in front of you. You might have the best next CEO sitting in front of you. That doesn't mean it's a good fit for you. And so whether you're shopping for a new job or shopping for a physician, sometimes that click just isn't there. And, and it's okay to recognize that and go look for somebody else. Doesn't mean you're bad, they're bad, anything like that. We just don't always jive. Um, that was hard for me to, to learn and, and to step through. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, there's a million of us out there. We all have different personalities and interests and, um, there's a person for you. We just want to make sure that you feel comfortable with the people that you are seeing. That's absolutely critical. Yeah. But if we don't speak up, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And what I had to realize is the doctors that were taking care of my dad were focused on saving his life. They were focused on saving his life. And it wasn't until I spoke up and said, Hey, he's really struggling with depression here that they said, Oh gosh, if I hadn't spoken up, they would have been focused on saving his life. So uh, anyway, um, so what questions do you have for Dr. Stecker this morning? We've got about eight more minutes together. So, um, you know, she isn't just an OBGYN. She's incredibly well-connected nationally uh, through policy and, you know, with other physicians. So if you've got any questions about, you know, our topic today, stress, anxiety, grief, resources, anything like that, bring those questions on. She's here to share. Um, while we're waiting for, for people to find their courage, um, let's talk a little bit about sort of day-to-day self-care. So we've got some folks here sharing their self-care. Grant wakes up every day and says, I can do this. I'm going to make it a great day. Berent is going on a walk right now with us, listening to the live show. So walking, saying out loud, you know, positive affirmations. What are some other things that are important for people to do on a daily basis to, to deal with, with stress? You know, I think in the new world that we exist in right now with COVID. I think that really finding your people and like the people who are going to support you and care about you and listen to you, that's really critical. And then making sure that you're still connected with them, right? So thankfully we have all of this technology, right? That's, it's, 
it's a blessing that we are able to FaceTime and text and call and all of these things at a moment's notice, right? And so what we need to do is be able to use our resources and reach out to those people. So if you can, you know, make times like for me, you know, my sister or my best friends, those are the people that I want to take time in my day to reach out to. And that gives me a sense of groundedness and that I'm not isolated and alone in the world, even though I, I am lucky and I do get to see people at my job being a physician, I do get to interact. And so I think that that's even more critical critical for our people who are at home and isolated or our stay at home parents that are at home with the kids. I think having that interaction is so critical. Um, and then making sure that you have people in your life that can make you life, you know, your life happy and bring you joy and create laughter. All these things are so critically important, right? So I, you know, have this new job entity and I have a bunch of new partners and um, they can make me laugh. They're great. Right. And so having these new people in my life has given me a lot of, again, grounding and joy. And so finding your connections in the world, I think is really important. Absolutely. Um, so um, we got a great question from Bodhisattva. Good morning, Bodhisattva on LinkedIn, who says, how do you manage work stress while doing work from home? And I think you've shared some really great tips here. Um, I also, you know, just because I have been in the, the career space for 22 years and I'm guiding job seekers and consultants and all of this, in addition to what Stecker has recommended, uh, she actually said it a little bit earlier, you are not alone. I mean, the beautiful thing is there are groups for everything. And so while you're trying to keep it all together to work for work, just recognize that you do need an outlet. Um, I actually made a top 10 list probably three months into this. I, I literally wrote down here are the 10 people that I need to stay close to for myself and for them. And so I have that list up on my wall. And, you know, sometimes a few weeks go by that I haven't even texted them. Um, and just sometimes something is just connecting. So as Dr. Stecker said, we are, we are herd animals. Mm -hmm. We are human beings and we do need that connection. You can find safe places to, uh, to connect, to find laughter, to find love, to find a safe place to talk about the grief and anxiety that you're going through. Uh, patient care heroes is one place where you can go to really deal with that. Um, and, and please just give yourself some grace and permission to recognize that, that you're not crazy. You know, this is real and our human bodies are designed for, you know, uh, short-term stress, right? Dr. Stecker, we're built to handle a lion attack. Hi, you know, let's solve it. Let's get away to safety and then calm down. And we haven't been able to calm down. This has been just ongoing. So you're not alone. Reach out and get that community. And a couple of things I'll share with you that I've learned over the years to help people that are um, unemployed and under a lot of stress, volunteering. Mm -hmm. Medic neuroscientists and medical doctors have done studies and they've listened to this delicious news. When you volunteer, and give your gifts and time and talent to other people, you will reduce your blood pressure, anxiety, you will live longer. So you will reduce your early death by 44%, um, according to a, a 30 year study by Cornell University. So you'll live longer, you'll reduce major medical illness by 16%. Again, this was a 30 year study by Cornell. 
Um, you'll sleep better. And there have been over 50 studies done on the power of volunteering. And so we saw this when COVID first broke out and the medical community didn't have PPEs. People started sewing masks. People started, um, you know, volunteering food, you know, all of those things. So uh, get back into doing all those things that we were so good at doing those first few months. Um, it, it'll, it'll really help to be, to be helping other people. Um, so let's see about groups. We've got a, a question here. Um, oh, Barrett is saying there's groups for everybody. When he was living in San Francisco, there was a group for vegetarians who were deaf and lesbian. So there is a group for everything. Um, Greg says, be a herd animal. Oh, I'm liking that. Okay, a little play. Yes. I talk about join the Arbez herd. And he said, be a herd animal. I love it. But if you don't speak up, people can't lean in and support you. And so as we wrap things up today, Dr. Stetcher, I, I, let's just talk about one thing. As adults, so as kids, you know, five, six, seven, you're living it. Your kids are not afraid to say, I'm hungry. I want your help. I want you to play with me. And then as we get older, the world says, you need to, to wait your turn. You need to stand in line. And so by the time we're adults, um, you know, we, we've kind of, we're not very good at asking for help. We're not very good at speaking up and, and sharing when we're in trouble. We're always stiff upper lips. So um, I don't know if you want to wrap things up with, with some, some final thoughts around how people can break through that stigma that you mentioned earlier and just talk to somebody. Any, any tips there? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is you need to be true to yourself and you need to have some self-awareness and live in your authenticity. Right. And so I think there's no shame. There's no weakness. There's no strategy behind this, but you just need to like own your true authentic self. And we're here to help. I mean, I know that Kat and I would be happy to, to talk to anyone who's struggling. Um, there will be someone out there that you can reach out to. And so the biggest thing is, especially this is near and dear to my heart as a physician, because physician suicide is one of those things that is significant. Um, and we have one of the highest rates in the country. Um, we are here for you. We're 100% in it. We need to have grace with each other. And my biggest thing is we just need to learn how to have empathy again. And so we're here. We're happy to help. Reach out if you need us. Thank you very much. Um, depression is real. There is help out there 24-7. And for those of you that have never experienced it in your life, there is something called situational depression. And COVID has brought that on in full force. Um, so please just reach out as Dr. Stetcher has, Stecker has said. And thank you, everyone. You are not alone. I'm here every Tuesday and Thursday for you with guests like Dr. Stecker. And um, Kelly, thank you so much. Enjoy your, your youngins and have a wonderful rest of the week. And I cannot wait to watch Patient Care Heroes grow. And I'll just throw it out to the universe that you get the sponsorship and support that you need to provide that care for the Patient Care Heroes. And thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up to work every day and going way above and beyond to keep us all safe uh, in the middle of this just crazy time that we're in. Really appreciate you personally. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate everything you're doing for our community too. It's, it's mm -hmm. been a joy to get to know you. Thank you everybody for showing up. Have a good rest of the day.